With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus. Bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody. We are on the eve of the UFC's return to the Apex in Las Vegas, following a memorable, sold-out, wild crowd at UFC 261. That pay-per-view event was pretty fantastic. And tomorrow is a is a pretty well-matched card, a really good main event. But I think we're I'm being honest and I'm not alone here. The hangover from 261 is is real, my friends. So we're going to have to push through because I think tomorrow night has the potential to be a lot of fun as we welcome you to the UFC Vegas 25 preview show live on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. We're back to the live stream format. We went old school last week. We're back hanging out with all of you for the next 45 minutes or so. It'll probably be longer because that's what we do. So get your questions in, your thoughts, what you're looking forward to in the comments section, wherever you are watching, and we'll get to them a little bit later on. I am Mike Heck. We've got the whole crew here, including Mr. Jose Youngs, back from Jacksonville. We got the up, Prince dog? of Positivity, Alex K. Lee, the one of the worst judges in the history of Between the Links, according to Casey Lydon, our user. I didn't say it. Um, well, I, I was I was good until I heard that. And on the ones and twos, the aforementioned Mr. E. Casey Lydon. I didn't say one of the worst judges. I said the worst judge. <laughs> the worst I was trying to judge. soften the blow. It's trying to soften the blow a little hey, bit, Casey. Come on. Hey, hey, we're here for the truth. We're journalists. The truth. That's what matters. <laughs> the worst judge. <laughs> it's all right. It's, it's, it was a production thing. There are curveballs thrown. We understand. But listen, there's a, a lot to discuss here with the peeps and with all of you. So uh, let us begin with the main event. You get a big one at 205 pounds. The two-time UFC title challenger, Dominic Reyes, looks to get back on track. He's taken on an absolute wild man, a killer, the former Ryzen light heavyweight champion, Yuri Prahashka. Jose, this is a great fight. And sure, it's it's a little overshadowed by the fallout of UFC 261, but... 
As far as main events go for a fight night, this is a really good one, is it not? Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. I'm surprised they didn't try to put this card on like regular ESPN or ABC because when you put Dominic Reyes and Jerry Prohaska inside the octagon, something wild is going to happen. Someone's someone is probably going to be detached from their senses, or you're just going to get a crazy of a fight. So, to me, this just checked all the boxes for an ABC or ESPN cards just to get more eyeballs on the product. I know we're going to talk about the Coleman event, which absolutely rules too. Like this main card is very, very good. And there's a lot of high-action fights or possibilities for high-action fights. I just wish more eyeballs were going to see it outside of ESPN2 and ESPN+. Plus. AK, does this one uh, check off the proverbial boxes for you, my friend? I love it. It's, I'm, I'm, it's already getting my on-to-the-next-one matchmaking possibilities cooking. Uh, I mean, look, our first... Our first this, yeah, our first match of the year for Giga, right? Yes, that's right. He went 4-0. Lat- no, he didn't fight earlier this year, did he? This has already gone off the rails. No, okay. This is first. first AK, we're, we're we are live, AK. I know, I we are know. live. Are we li- you, I thought we were. No, you, you got to edit that. You can't treat this you like you're judging that. and just, 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 <laughs> just crap. No, this is his first I fight in 2021. Was, I, didn't, I didn't know that was, I didn't know that was live either. Yeah, his first fight. He went 4-0 four, four no in 2020. Uh, and he's he's getting a name guy, which he will demand. And it's great. And he got a finish in this last fight. He's really checking off like all the, you mentioned check on the boxes, like all the, all the boxes you want for like a, I know we're going to talk about this fight more, but. Um, you know, probably so that's so exciting. I mean, I, I had this flying the radar that got this really high quality 35 giga uh, cups. In addition to all this other stuff that's happening in the main card, everyone's super excited to see Sean Strickland again, Murad Balashvili. Uh, man, there's just a lot of Loma Lagunis on the prelims. I know we'll dig into it, but yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm definitely getting over the hangover from 261 and starting to feel the, the starting to feel the excitement, the, the, the pulse pick up a little bit about uh, Saturday's card. Casey, I know you're a big Yuri Prohashka guy. The UFC is not wasting any time putting him in a prime spot after that incredible debut on Fight Island in July against Volkan Ozdemir. What are your thoughts on the main event tomorrow night? Oh, it's a terrific main event. This is a actually kind of what fight nights are made for. Um, I mean, I know Dana's not saying it, but to me, this should be um, at least for... I would say both fighters. This should be number one contender fight. And um, I have no issue with the winner of this fight uh, fighting the winner of um, Blahowicz uh, versus Teixeira. And I absolutely like this card a lot. Uh, main, yeah, the main card is great. It's good, good, good free card. Good free card. All right. So back to you, Jose, because I've been thinking a lot about this probably since like Tuesday, with like the hangover starting to, to wear off a little bit. But we got Dominic Reyes. A guy who won his first 12 fights as a pro, got the fight with John Jones, took him to the limit in a fight that a lot of people thought he won. And you can tell there was a bit of, speaking of hangovers, a bit of a hangover for Dominic Reyes coming out of that fight. That took a lot out of him. Totally understandable. In fact, when Jones vacated the title to pursue his heavyweight aspirations, a lot of people already like anointed him as the uncrowned champion heading into the, the UFC 253 fight with Jan Bohovic. He ends up getting stopped in the second round. So between the pressures of being the quote-unquote uncrowned champion, putting everything he had into the Jones fight, yeah, we could see you know, some of the things that he had to deal with. On the other side, we have Prohashka, who is definitely getting the promotional push, no doubt. A win will certainly make him next in line, as Casey alluded to, for the light heavyweight title following... Bohovic versus Glover Teixeira. So we have a guy who's on a two-fight skid that wants to get back to the title, taking on uh, a, a former champion from another big organization that's knocking on the door of a title shot. So who has more to lose tomorrow night? Who has more at stake, Dominic Reyes or Yuri Prohashka? 
Uh, Dom Reyes, for sure. I mean, three-fight losing streak. I mean, let's be honest. Dominic Reyes isn't going to be cut on a three-fight losing streak. He's clearly like top three light heavyweights in the world. But who do you have lost to? John Jones, greatest fighter of all time. Jan Blachowicz, current light heavyweight champion. And then Julio Prohaska, which everyone seems to agree is would be next in line if he wins. That would be, you know... Former champ, champ, and a ch- former champ that never lo- technically lost. Yes, we cannot talk about Dom Reyes beating John Jones all we want, but our opinions don't matter. The only opinions that matter are the judges. Dom Reyes didn't get the title that night, so lost to a champ that never technically lost his belt. Got knocked dead by a guy who has knocked out legitimate light heavyweights. Like we talked a lot about on the A side, about Jerry Prohaska and Dom Reyes getting a lot of finishes, but a lot of those were against middleweights that went up to light heavyweights. The same cannot be said for Jan Blachowicz. Yes, he fought Israel Adesanya last fight, and he was Israel Adesanya's first loss, and he fought him like a light heavyweight should, just kind of big brothered him. But outside of that, John Bl- Jan Blachowicz is knocking out legitimate light heavyweights and some middleweights, of course, with Luke Rockhold, and then he fought Jacques Gray to a decision. But uh, yeah, uh, Dom Reyes has everything to lose in this fight. No one wants to be on a three-fight losing streak, especially against the elite of the division, because then you kind of have to reevaluate where you stand uh, in your MMA career. You agree with him, AK? Yeah, it's definitely Dom Reyes. But uh, I'll, I'll make the case for for uh, Yuri Prohachka uh, just just to say that uh, what he has to lose from here is, uh, for some reason, I keep thinking that that win over Uzdemir uh, was longer ago than it was. Like, oh, sorry, guys, one second. Was longer ago than it was. <laughs> Your landline. No, 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 listen, 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 <laughs> listen, listen. You have a landline. That's so cute. Hey, listen, that's so listen, cute. Don't, don't. <laughs> It could be an emergency, but you know what? Do you need to answer guys? it? Do you need to answer it? Do you, do you want me? No, to? Okay. no, no, it's fine. No, we'll deal. We'll deal with it. We'll deal with it. Uh, so the case for Yuri is <laughs> go to, go to, you know what? Let's go to Casey. This is unbelievable. We're, we're nine minutes in. It's just gone off the rails. <laughs> we'll come back. We'll go back to AK. We'll go back to AK in a moment. Oh, AK, better, um, I, I better not ever find AK's actual landline number because I'm going to keep calling him during the show. <laughs> just to annoy him. Uh, sorry, right, we're, we're right, talking. Right, we're talking right. about fights, right? What's that right. now? Go ahead, so, guys, we're going to AK. We're going to edit. We're going to edit that. We're going to edit that. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That, no one will ever okay, see that. Don't worry, AK. No, okay, that, so yeah. hold on. Hold on. I'll pick up. I'll pick up. Okay, in three, so the thing two, with Yuri Prohachka is, uh, you know, his win over Volkan Ustamir, it was last July. But for some reason in my mind, good good cut there, Casey, good, no one knows. Uh, for some reason in my mind, it feels like this fight was like, an, I, I don't know why, I thought it was in like 2019 and that he didn't fight in 2020 because of, uh, you know, because of COVID-19. But he, he debuted in 2020 and it was amazing. It was it was lived up to all the hype um, that everyone was talking about, of course, from, you know, that he built up in Ryzen. He's finished his last nine, eight, eight opponents, eight opponents, I think eight straight KOs. That's, that's pretty damn good. The level he's competing at. So, uh, so I totally, I totally understand, uh, why, you know, he could, it seems like he could stand to lose, but like I said, that Uzumir win feels like a long time ago. So I do feel like if he, if he loses here, he's going to lose a lot of that steam. It, it's such a, what have you done for me, uh, lately business. And Jose kind of mentioned it too, that, we know, you know, fans know Reyes is one of the top three, top four uh, light heavyweights in the world, no matter what happens on Saturday. Does 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 Prohaska have that kind of currency yet? I don't know. Maybe among a certain segment of fans, it could be, again, if he loses, gets knocked out. It, it Maybe how he loses, uh, you know, affects how we view this. But 
if he gets knocked out in the first round, second round, and gets taken out, then it's like, okay, a lot of that steam is lost. I, I do agree with Jose. I do think it's Reyes has a lot more to lose. I mean, that 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 a three fight losing streak is be big, but it's not like Prohasha can just you know can walk out of this one unscathed. Uh, should things not go his way on Saturday. So yeah, a lot on the line for both guys. Casey, you're always intrigued by the betting lines. Who do you <laughs> who do you think is the favorite in this fight? In the main event, I would hmm, I would assume Reyes just because uh of um he's just a just a more well known fighter in the UFC. Is that correct? That is incorrect. Yuri Ooh. Prohashka, the slight favorite. Uh, the last look, minus 130. Comeback on Dominic Reyes is around a plus 110. Some sites have it even closer, closer to a pick at this point. But I think minus 130 for Yuri, it kind of it seems pretty fair to me, Casey. I, I mean, I understand that, you know, Reyes had two back-to-back title fights. I, I get that. He's coming off a knockout loss. So I, I'm I'm not I'm not mad at the minus 130. What do you think? Uh, minus one, so minus one thirty for um, Yeri, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, that, that's surprising, but um, I think that's accurate. Uh, yeah, um, I'm picking Yuri. I mean, I know we talked about that later, but I'm picking Yuri. I'm pretty confident in that pick. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess a lot. Yeah, the the hype train has been derailed for uh, Reyes. Now, I guess we'll see if Reyes just had a bad night. You know, I know uh, maybe you know. Maybe just underestimated Blahovich, but um, or, or maybe we all underestimated Blahovich. I think, but uh, yeah, that's, that that yeah, that I, I I don't have too much to say about betting lines, but it sounds about right. <laughs> all right, since Casey made his pick, Jose, we'll uh, we'll have you make yours. Who do you got in this main event tomorrow night? Dominic Reyes. Uh, I, I'm not. I say that with no confidence. I think this is just an insane fight. I have no idea who's going to win. Uh, someone's going to get knocked dead. I'll say that confidently. If they have five rounds to work, someone's going to bed. Uh, Jerry Prohaska has said that he's kind of cleaned up some of his uh, lack of defense, as I would say. Like when he fought Vulcan Ozdemir's hands were down a lot, and he was ru- rushing forward looking for that finishing blow. Dom Reyes, you can't really do that. He's very, very accurate. We saw that with John Jones. We definitely saw that with Chris Weidman, where Chris Weidman gave him about half a second of an opening, and Dom Reyes just unloaded on his face with his fist and then followed up with a back fist while Chris Weidman was on his back. So uh, I picked Dominic Reyes, uh, especially in five rounds. He's lost to the best of the best. Jiri is fantastic. I think he'll eventually fight for a title in the UFC. But right now, in 2029, I think Dominic Reyes gets it done on Saturday. AK. Yeah, I am I am such a believer in Reyes. I mean, I I I when I did a robbery review, I thought he beat John Jones. Close fight. I thought he beat John Jones. I certainly picked him to beat uh Jan Blahovich. So I'm I'm still going in that direction. I think he's gonna beat Yuri Prohashka. But again, at, at this point, I don't know if I'm picking him again, just sort of based on one, the, the strength of the Jones performance, and two, you know, his his work prior to that. I mean, Prohashka, if you go based on his performances, I mean, you know, m- maybe CB Dalloway, Fabio Maldonado are not quite in the level of the guys that they're racing and fighting, but knockout's a knockout. You know, the guy the guy looks like he's on another level as far as finishing power goes, uh, even at 205, and, and that's saying a lot. So I, I, I wish I got to say I had more confidence than Jose in picking uh, Reyes, but I'm, I'm almost in the same way where it's like, I, this, is, this is the pick. It makes sense to me. But you could easily talk me into again Prohachka forty-five second KO. I don't know the guy is the guy is such a beast. But uh, I'll go with my guns and say Reyes second round uh, finish via strikes. This is 
This is one of the tougher fights to pick for a lot of different reasons because Prohashka is like super confident and kind of like Jose alluded to, he has taken this time to his advantage. Yeah, he's had to deal with some injuries along the way, but he's been spending the time improving and cleaning things up like Jose sort of alluded to. And a loss for Prohashka sucks. It stings, but it doesn't destroy him, especially in this division. Like he could come back fight another guy in the top five, top 10, get another win, and he's right back in the mix. May even get a title shot with that one win. On the other hand, this is a must win for Dominic Reyes. Like he has to find a way to get it done or he is going to have a very long road back. All things considered, this is a 50-50 fight. I feel like Reyes has the octagon experience. He has a lot of ways to win this fight. So for me, getting Reyes... At dog money here from like a betting perspective in a fight that I think is pretty even, I would be willing to take a dog shot here, which is what I would do in this instance. I feel like Reyes knows a storm is coming. If he can get out of the first two rounds, which is a big ask against a, a crazy man like Gary Prohashka, I think he gets this thing done. But, you know, let's not forget, as, as AK and Jose alluded to, Reyes has some pop as well. So I think Reyes gets it done. He's seen the championship rounds. We don't know if it's going to get that far, but in my opinion, I think Reyes needs to extend this thing. I think he knows that as well. So I'm leaning towards the slight dog to get it done. I think maybe like a fourth round TKO, but it could be a decision, but I really, really love this fight. It could go a number of different ways and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. So we're this close to crowning an NBA champ. And with the action heating up on the court, it's even hotter at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet, up to 1500 bucks if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire. 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
before we go to the peeps, I mean, Giga Chikadze versus Cub Swanson is such a good fight. I mean, this is like perfect matchmaking right here. You got Giga, he's been waiting for an opportunity to fight a name. He finally gets one. And just a wily vet in Cub Swanson who's coming off a tremendous win after a long layoff against Daniel Pineda. Jose, I mean, this is like, this is right up your alley. This is comic book stuff right here, this kind of a matchup. Yeah, this is I've been I'm a really, really big fan of Gichikadze, like even back to his kickboxing days. However, I don't know if he beats Cub Swanson because if you look at Giga Chikadze's record, he has not fought anyone remotely close to the top 15 of the UFC. And some obviously some of that's not his fault. He was fairly new to the UFC. Some of his opponents have fall, fallen out. Uh, he fought, who was it, Erwin Rivera on short notice. He's fought a bunch of guys on short notice. So Cub Swanson, like just look at his last few fights, like what, Daniel Pineda, Chrome Gracie, Burgos, Moicano, Frankie Edgar, Brian Ortega. Obviously, you got to throw Artem Lobov in there, like Duho Choi, which is one of the greatest fights I've ever seen in my life. It is very night and day. The the level of competition these two gentlemen have fought in their MMA career. Yes, Gijikazi has fought some of the best of the best in kickboxing. This isn't kickboxing. Cub Swanson is a, a savage, as Dana White would call individuals uh, inside the octagon. But Cub Swanson is a monster. Like, he is never in a boring fight, even if he loses. I have a lot of questions about Gijikazi. I love this matchup. I think it's a perfect time for them to fight. Gijikazi's on a, a long win streak. Obviously, went 4-0 in 2020. This is his first fight in 2021. Cub Swanson uh, is trying to make another run. At the title, if he wins, that would be three and zero. Uh, I he seems to be this guy. Like we talked about, well, a couple weeks ago, like who are the best gatekeepers in the UFC? And a lot of us said, oh, Neil Magny, oh, Jim Miller. And I don't know if any of us said Cub Swanson. You get a lot of these prospects matched up with Cub Swanson to see if they can handle the pressure and the violence. And Cub Swanson either kicks them down violently or they tear through him. I'm very curious to see how this goes Saturday. I favor Cub Swanson based on the talent level these two individuals have fought uh but dj kazi also got his first stoppage win in the ufc last fight and before that he had a couple decisions two of which were split again i favor cub swanson but i'm a massive gage kazi fan and i think the future's bright i just think cub swanson wins on saturday AK, the line right now, giga Chikaze, the favorite minus 165 the comeback on kill a cub swanson plus 155 your thought on that line and the fight itself. I think the I think the line is reasonable. I think I think you're in that stage where people are viewing uh, Giga as a legitimate, you know, future title challenger at 145 pounds. Cub Swanson's an elder statesman. You know, he, they, I think they think he's being positioned to as, as a as a stepping stone. You know, for for uh, for Giga's name. But the thing with that is uh, a couple of the fights that Jose mentioned. You know, Cub's been in this position before. Crone uh, Gracie, I think, was someone who was they thought would would uh, make name off of Cub and uh, did not do it. Choi definitely uh, was on a run, and we thought, man, if he beats Cub, this is like what takes him takes him up to the next level. And he was tested, and, and again, all-time great fight that that uh, Cub definitively won. Guys, as we, you know, as we like to say in this business, one of my favorite sayings, uh, uh, this is a fight. Uh, this is a fight. And if, you know, if, if you want to, like, if someone wants to do a technical breakdown and go like, oh, well, Giga's better than Cub here, and Giga's better than Cub here, and, and the kickboxing and boxing and Muay Thai, whatever, uh, all these aspects of striking, Giga's better. I, I probably agree with you. You can probably convince me. But if you, but Cub can, has, again, this is why he, he's the perfect match for Giga right now. He takes you, you know, you got to go to that other level, that other level of grittiness, of toughness, of being able to take damage, of being able to be in a brawl and exchange and, 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 uh, you know, uh, 
overcome when things aren't going your way. He's done that throughout his whole career. Uh, we don't know if Giga can do that yet again. Giga, he's, had, he's been in some competitive fights, but I don't feel like he's necessarily been in danger per se. And that's what Cub Swanson puts you in when, when you're in the cage with him. And again, watch the Juho Choi fight. Watch the Crone Gracie fight. Watch like when it gets to the later rounds where Cub is at and where his sort of less experienced opponents are. And it's it, you'll you'll see what I'm talking about when, when there's another level. I mean, it's it's it's, it's so obvious. So I am leaning towards Cub. Uh, I think the line is fair, but I am leaning towards Cub. I think he's going to take this kid to deep waters. And uh, and and nothing wrong with Giga. He loses. You know, this is a, a learning experience for him. I think so. I think Swanson gets the uh, decision. What do you think, Casey? Are you going with the highly touted up and comer, or are you going with the wily veteran, Cub Swanson? I am going big time with the Wiley veteran Cub Swanson. Um, I just think he's a better mixed martial artist. I think he's a better fighter. Um, <clears throat> Giga's a great kickboxer. Um, but um, in MMA, uh, I haven't been, I just haven't been blown away by him. I think he's an exciting fighter. Um, I like watching him fight. I like watching his kickboxing, but his MMA is just, I mean, it's okay. Um, and I, I mean, I get the, I get the kind of hype around him, but um, I just think, Cubs focus, Cubs got it. And um, I mean, you're talking about, you know, and the Cubs, I think we talked about his, this gatekeeper role. And I'm I'm pretty confident in saying that Cub Swanson's probably the best UFC fighter ever to never actually fight for a UFC title. That's had like more than like two fights or something. Um, like he's just maybe Musasi, him and Musasi. Like they never fought for a UFC title. But um Cubs just that freaking good. And mm-hmm. I don't think he's way past his prime at all. And I think that experience will really show up on a Saturday night. I guess I'm on an island here. I just, I mean, listen, Cub is a dog, and this is going to be a gritty fight. He's going to have Giga is going to have to get into that place. But I think from a stylistic perspective, I think this favors Giga in a big way. Like he's so good on the outside, and let's not forget, like. Cub Swanson's knockout win over Daniel Pineda was super fun. It was impressive, and it was a great story. But let's not forget two things. One, Daniel Pineda was not in tremendous shape for that fight. He looked a little overweight, looked a little out of shape, and he was lighting Cub up with those leg kicks, forced him to switch stances. Cub landed a big shot at the end of the first round, which changed the tide. He was able to put Pineda away, who definitely did not have his wits to him heading into the second round. It was a tremendous performance. I'm not taking anything away from Cub Swanson, but... Unless Cub Swanson has like vastly improved his wrestling and can take this fight to the ground and make Giga work off of his back, I just don't see a world where Giga just doesn't just pick him apart for 15 minutes. I just don't see it. Like the Jamie Simmons win, the knock, the, the finish there. Yeah, short notice. You know, do what you got to do. Short notice fight. Short notice opponent. Get it done. You got to finish the Omar Morales fight. He looked phenomenal in that fight. And Morales is unbeaten, undefeated, another highly touted prospect on the way up. And Giga looked tremendous in that entire fight. So I feel like Cub's going to give him a really stiff test, but I think Giga gets it done, man. I don't know if he stops Cub, but I think he, I think the leg kicks are going to add up. I think Pineda did, did some things that I think Giga will be able to, to capitalize on. It's just a cardio issue down the stretch. Like, can Giga Chikadze keep this pace up for 15 minutes and just avoid that big bomb from Cub Swanson. That's the big question. I thought Chikadze's gas tank looked pretty good in the Omar Morales fight. He wasn't really huffing and puffing in the third round. So I lean Giga to get it done, but man, Cub's going to be in his face. He's going to give him some hell, but a really good co-main event. This is a perfectly match-made fight. 
and uh, I'm very excited for it. And AK is shaking Mike, his head. Mike, and, Mike, do you Mike, think that that <laughs> prediction? That's that's the prediction of a man who hasn't had three amateur fights. I'll tell you that right now. That is that's the prediction of a of a of a clickbait artist, uh, classic clickbait artist, my good friend Mike Heck. I, I I expected nothing more. I expected nothing more from you. Otherwise, we're all here. Hashtag Team Cub. So, Listen, so, Cub's so, gonna have. So, so Mike, Cub's you, gonna have to work, man. It's gonna have to work. It's gonna have to get inside. That's not gonna be easy to do. So, you, do you think Giga eventually is like a top ten featherweight, top five featherweight? Is that what you see him as? Because those those are the only people who have beaten Cub Swanson. He has definitely the potential to be. He's got a very high ceiling. No doubt about that. He's only gonna get better too. That's the thing. But I just think I just think Cubs going to have a hard time getting inside. His legs are going to get chewed up for a lot of this fight and I don't think he's going to make like a lot of the same mistakes replace, that Pineda made. I feel like I feel like if you just replace the words Giga Chikadze and Kevin Holland and Derek Brunson and Cub Swanson, this is just the same thing you said for that fight. <laughs> and we saw how that played out. I just Giga's awesome. I just think Cubs better right now in 2021. Listen, if and takes him down and makes him work off his back the whole fight he'll win like it's it's a fight he'll win i just i don't see that side from cub when was the last time we've seen him like shoot for takedowns he's gonna stand there and trade with him and that's that's a dangerous proposition for him it's gonna be a great fight i don't think he is gonna blow the doors off him but i think it's gonna cub's gonna have to work pretty hard to get inside and and land the shots that he typically has success with Giga's not gonna let him get inside very easily and He's so good from the outside. I don't know. It's a good fight. If this is a striking match, I just don't know if Cub can win that one, but we'll see. I don't think he gets stopped. I think it's a closer fight. I think Giga wins the first two rounds pretty convincingly, and that third round is going to be interesting. That's how I see it. I could be wrong, and if I am, I'm sorry, Cub. I'll come on the show and apologize to you, all right? I'm not taking any amateur fights. I'm, <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel like clickbait. So uh, yeah, I will I, I will say my piece. That is my opinion. I'm sticking to it. So that's a great fight. We had some drama on the scales, or after the the weigh-ins, Iwan Kutalaba and Dustin Jacoby got into it. That fight's gonna be ridiculous, anyways. And now there's a little more a little more heat to that one. I, I I'm waiting for the Sean Shelby interview to drop, where he says that's Dana White's fault for letting that happen. <laughs> Kutalaba's uh, a savage. Shot. Yeah, I mean he's a savage. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get a yeah sean strickland christoph jocko is a fun one at 185 we got cody stamen marab Wallace willie that's fun and then uh the main card opens at 10 p.m eastern ak six fight main card opens at 10 p.m eastern with Pollyanna botelio versus luana <sighs> carolina so there you go let's get to the peeps casey and see uh what they're looking forward to tomorrow night. All right. Peace yeah, we've talked for 27 minutes. We've had landlines go off. I mean, we've we've had it all. Let's turn it over to them. And right. again. <laughs> uh, is Reyes being underappreciated by the betting market? He lost to Jan and beat John. Yes, we all know he beat John, and now he's an underdog against Yeritha. So we kind of touched on this earlier. I feel like the line is properly placed i don't it's not like yuri's a two to one favorite here he's barely a favorite like last i looked it was minus 130 some lines have it like a minus 110 minus 115 so it's it's essentially a pick them so i don't know if there's a lot of underappreciation here from the from a betting perspective but let's just kind of like broaden this question jose do you feel like after the two losses there's an underappreciation factor to how people look at dominic reyes 
It's just a recency bias, and that's just how MMA always is. You get knocked dead in your last fight by the current champ, and you don't pull off the victory over the greatest fighter of all time. People are just going to assume that you're chinny and you're going to get knocked out again. And I mean, Jerry's only had one fight in the UFC. It was a knockout. Before that, he kind of de decapitated uh, C.B. Dalloway over in Ryzen. So it's just recency bias. I don't think it has anything to do with underappreciation by the betting market. It's just... I would imagine Dom Reyes was a favorite against Jan, and that didn't work out for him. So I bet a lot of money's coming in on Jerry right now, just based on the last few performances. So just recency bias. It's an MMA. But that's how I feel like we talk about this every week. As soon as someone just has an insane performance, they're all of a sudden a favorite in the next fight. Like we saw, what, Valentina's last fight against Jennifer Maya was a lot closer than people thought. Yes, she dominated, but there were moments in there where Jennifer Maya looked good. And the Jessica Andrade did like just ran through Count Chukagin. And that was the closest margin that Valentina's had as a champ. And we saw what happened. So just recency bias. I don't think it's underappreciated type thing. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I don't know if there's I think people just want to see Dominic win a fight. And they'll uh yeah. you know, if he wins on Saturday, people look think, at him differently. I don't think it's that he lost to Jan. I think it's that he just got obliterated by Jan. I got from my memory, it, it it kind of from the first couple of minutes that that fight was pretty one sided. It didn't seem like. I mean, maybe Reyes just had a horrible night. It's Reyes. He did. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He did have definitely a bad night. But um, he had a bad Reyes, week. Is Reyes? Uh, if he takes a loss tomorrow night, is he basically in kind of Vulcan Ozdemir territory where like just came out so hot and oh my god, Vulcan, can't, you can't just can't stop it. And now you know we just kind of see Vulcan as kind of a mid tier two fiver now. Is Reyes just as a flash in the pan if, if he loses tomorrow night? It would be like Tiago Santos, where he has a really close fight with John Jones and then he loses two in a row. And then, or same with Anthony Smith. Badly, too. Yeah. He loses, like Anthony Smith get, has that close fight with John. Yes, he beat Gustafson, but then he loses badly a bunch of times. And then now he's back on the win streak. Glover, too. Remember, Glover lost to like Phil Davis and a few other of those guys after fighting John Jones. And now he's got a title shot. So, same. I feel like this has been a trend in the light heavyweight but I don't, division. I don't, make, I don't remember Glover getting like just, just wiped, just, just totally blown out of the water in his following fights. Uh, Rumble Johnson kind of. Well, that's Rumble. That, that, that's Rumble. That's Rumble. That, that Phil was, Davis. Phil Davis drowned him. Like was, he yeah. drowned him bad, and then Gustafson knocked him dead with those uppercuts. Oh, with the, so, well, with the eye pokes. It, I remember that. Yeah. That yeah, was the eye yeah. poke fight. Was, yeah. Was that that fight? Yeah. I thought that was the John Jones fight. Uh, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, but Glover lost. Like there was a time Ooh. when Glover was <laughs> Glover was going like back and forth, like win, knocked out, win, knocked out, win, knocked out. Now he's fighting for a title. So light heavyweight. I feel like that just been a trend to light heavyweight. All right. What do you think, AK? Any underappreciation that you see for Mr. Reyes? Uh, I'll just go further and say I, I don't know if it's necessarily recency bias because Reyes is on a uh, excuse me Prochka is on a pretty good uh, win streak yeah. 11, 11 straight nine straight knockouts so it's kind of interesting that uh, that the oddsmakers are putting so much weight on stuff that happens outside the UFC I, I don't know how how common that is I'd have to I mean I'd have to um, probably look at the I don't know trends and study the trends which I'm not going to do because I'm lazy but uh, and he, and he was fighting UFC competition. Uh, outside of the UFC, which helps, you know, people know who like a CV dollar is. People know who uh, King Mo is, you know? So it's not like he's just been fighting in Japan or fighting, you know, for another or organization overseas and beating nobodies. He's beating people that people have heard of. He has a Wikipedia entry, you know, that always helps. So, um, 
I do. I don't know. Again, I don't know if I go. The, I don't know if I agree with the premise of the question per se because I do think there's a lot of reasons why uh, Yuri is favored. One, as mentioned, recency bias. Two, if people dig even a little bit deeper, they can say, well, eleven straight wins, two straight losses. There you go. All right, and let's not forget too. Yuri Prohashka has a stoppage win over the current Bellator light heavyweight champion Vadim Nemkov. So that's a that's that's a good damn name to have on your resume too. So Yuri has didn't fight slouches. Wasn't Ryzen. that also, he fought some heavy hitters? Wasn't that Vadim like doing the towel too? Like that wasn't even a regular TKO. Like that was like a retirement TKO, right? Like he quit. I'm I'm getting yeah. beat up. This that's is not good. That was also one of those yeah. like one night. That was like a one night tournament, right? So it was like a Grand, one of the Grand Prix. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like a ten minute first round. So yeah, wild. Who's losing the finals, King Mo? Yeah, you lost him. Uh, yeah, and then, yeah, and then beat him later. Yeah, yeah. Four years, four years later. You know, I don't even. That t- was the last I, loss. Yeah, I don't even put that much weight into the the Yeri uh, Nimkov first fight because there was uh, that was like yeah. what at least sure. six six years ago. Six now. years ago, but yeah. still, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, but still, this is this is just saying like to to AK's point that this he wasn't like we see a lot of these guys on the regional scene that come over and they they, they did really well in you know whatever organization they competed in then they come to the ufc and it's just like oh maybe their record was padded and i'm not saying that that's the case for everybody but there are some people who who look at that but yuri is one of the one of the cases where he's fought legit competition along the way so and right and what's even Ryzen is not the regional scene no what's you know even what i'm saying more yeah, wild. Yeah. if you're not what's the even UFC, more wild regional, to yeah. look at you have to go back five years for his last non-knockout win he said knock he said only knockout wins since 2017. The important the, the part that I do think is kind of the the kind of X factor is can Reyes slow the fight down? And well, I think what you said, Mike, if, if Reyes can stretch it into the championship rounds, because the one thing about Yeri, though, he's been and that's why I, you know I favor him in this fight. And maybe that's actually something that I can hold against him, is that he hasn't been in wars recently. He's just kind of just blown through opponents. Even even Vulcan, like when we kind of go, oh well, you know, he didn't look too good against Vulcan until he knocked him out. It's, it's because he was actually just too wild and too aggressive, but he never got like hurt in that fight. You know, he just maybe got touched up a little bit. But can, if Reyes can really slow the fight down and and kind of make Yuri kind of both kind of they kind of get, get their gas takes like under fifty percent and kind of fight tired. How how good is Yuri as a tired fighter and um, versus Reyes as a kind of a, a, a tired fighter because cardio is a weapon in the sport and can can um I, I will assume that reyes has the better cardio and so from just from the, the experience of fighting championship rounds and how we saw him fight against john jones so uh well he, he actually did jones he get he did get kind of tired he lost the, he lost the last rounds when he, against john jones too toward the end so heck i don't know but i do think reyes tiring out yuri is his best best path to victory sure thank you seahawks fan 91 yeah Sure, he watched the draft yesterday, and the Patriots drafted a quarterback, which I cannot believe they did. They actually did the right thing. Oracle. Uh, could the winner of Reyes versus Yuri be asked to be on standby for the title fight at UFC 266? Will it be hard to match the winner up knowing that Jan versus Glover is at UFC 266. So, I mean, I would say it's it's a strong possibility, especially with that fight coming up in September. It's plenty of time to be ready for it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I can see so, that. Happen. So, a lot that could happen between now and September. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, that fight's that. So, so that fight's in September now. Is that is that booked? Is that official? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, there's yeah, a lot of things can happen until then. Yeah. <laughs> UFC two sixty. We, yeah. We're not two, Joseph Rosa, We're not taking UFC two sixty six questions. Come on, that's a life. That's a life away. I didn't realize it was September. I was thinking. Serious? I was thinking like it was like a a month a month and a half away or so. It was September. <laughs> Why did I put that question up? <laughs> it's like a whole <laughs> school you, year away. Yeah, I know. It's like September. Thank you, Joseph. Uh, here, better better question from Joseph. How about this? Uh, what's the sleeper fight or favorite fight that isn't getting much attention? Mine is Randa Marcos versus Luana. Uh, your show, uh, Ryan is fighting for a UFC job. Literally. Uh, all right. It's low key time. What do we got? AK, we'll start with you. Low key banger. Not getting enough attention. Luana Pinheiro. Pinheiro. Uh, I was, first uh, of all, Joseph. That's not your fault. That's he spelled it like oh. that. Looks more like Chris Jericho Chris than Jericho. Luana. <laughs> yeah. Marco versus Chris Jericho would be an amazing fight. Le champion. Man, there's a lot of good ones on here, but the one I wow. think would be like competitive as opposed to a showcase fight. I'm kind of looking at. I mean, this seems obvious, I guess, but um, uh, Kai Kamaka, TJ Brown. I mean, uh, Kamaka, very exciting young featherweight. Uh, you know, he's got that ho- classic Hawaiian guy. He wants to come out and, and put on an exciting fight and brawl, and and he's got a good dance partner, TJ Brown. So, uh, yeah, I think easy pick from the prelims, um, which, which again, overall, I think are pretty solid. I don't, I don't see any fights on there um, that are. I mean, I guess I would rarely say this about any UFC fight, but you know, sometimes there's cards where you can point to like one or two fights where you're like, yeah, you know, this isn't this isn't super compelling. But I think we said this whole this whole card, not just the prelims, but the main card, um, is, has kind of been well booked. Whether whether you're talking about even matchups or fights, that, you know, uh, matching up exciting fighters or you know, quote unquote litmus test fights, it's it's a pretty well balanced card. But um, yeah, if I have one like Kamaka and uh, TJ Brown from the uh, from the prelims. Casey, um, as uh, my faith, I mean, I always, I'm always, I'm a big fan of Lomo, Loma, so um, I'm just excited to come out and um, and get. And Sam Hughes now has a, she, her first fight was short notice, right? Very Sam short, Hughes, yeah, notice. yeah. She had that weird eye thing, and DC kind of crapped on her during the fight, or whatever. I remember that, but uh, yeah, I'm. I'm um, I'm a big fan of Loma, so I'm always excited to see her fight and see her continued continued improvements as an MMA fighter, not just a Muay Thai fighter. But I think the low key banger, and I don't know if we can count this because both guys are, I think they're top ten, is um, Marab versus um, Cody um, Stamen. Um, I just think two grindy, grindy brick men re- um, fighting won't be able to take each other down. So we're gonna see a really sloppy kickboxing match, and I love those. So that's, a, that's a, my low key banger. That's what I'm hoping for. That that you know what? In my opinion, I think that counts as a low key banger because there are people that like forgot this is even on the card. Like it's getting no attention at all, and it's one of the more fascinating the fights. Time, all. Yeah, it's just the third time it's been booked. Like when I knew it was coming, but I felt like I'm like, didn't we? Didn't they just fight? But they had been booked <laughs> twice before, and both men had pulling out. Right? It wasn't just one guy. Like was it Stamen the first and Mirab the second, or vice versa? Yeah, Stamen had a back injury. He just needed the fight yeah. to get pushed back like two weeks, and Marab didn't do it. And then Marab had like a gnarly bow with COVID for the yeah. second fight, so he was out. So yeah, so uh, in my mind, this fight already Go happened. Um, yeah. I mean, those are all good ones. The Strickland Jocko fight is really interesting to me, just because of what happened at UC two sixty one with uh, Brendan Allen. Uh, I asked him after the fight, and he was like, "Man, you didn't have to waste your breath asking me that question." I think that's how we phrased it. Like he. Really wants to rematch Sean Strickland, but if Sean Strickland loses to Jocko, Brandon Allen really wants to fight Christoph Jocko. So, anytime a fighter is very definite on who they want to fight next, it's always a it's all 
It's great for YouTube headlines. And then Sean Strickland at his media day basically called Brandon Allen a douchebag, and he's not going to rematch him <laughs> unless for a title, uh, which is through more gasoline on the fire, which makes you want to watch that fight run back again because Brandon Allen has is a fantastic fighter and one of the real bright prospects in middleweight. And uh, Sean Strickland just won that night. And I think Brendan Allen's phrasing was, yeah, I see you, Casey. Uh, Brendan yeah. Allen's phrasing was, you win nine times, he wins nine times, you lose once. I'm about that fight. I'm also a really big fan of Dustin Jacoby uh, from his glory days and his MMA days. I think Ian Kutzlaba is rude. And I don't know why he does what he, why he always does what he does. Like savage, like, down, savage is the word you're looking for. Savage, not rude. No, savage. I'm not a no, I'm not a He's no, a I'm not a doofy white. No, I'm not a doofy white bald man who uses bad words like savage. It's rude. He is rude. He did the same thing. Uh, what was it when he on that weird fight where he pretended he was hurt and then got fight? Who did he fight? Um, uh, Ankaliyev. Ankaliyev. Yeah, Ankaliyev. Remember he like walked across the cage and like grabbed him yeah. during the embarrassing like, stop. Yeah. Rude. Okay. Rude. Rules. Rules. No, rules. it's rude. Nope. You're mispronouncing Casey, I, Casey, I understand it. you wear sleeveless shirts and you w- listen to your punk rock. It's rude. It's very rude. Um, I just, you're going to fight tomorrow. <laughs> like, also, did you see what he did? He like grabbed him around the neck. Like, stop. Yeah. What like, is you that? Push, what is that? You want to push? He's preventing no, hold whiplash. On, stop, hold on. I see. I see. I see. Preventing I see. Whiplash. I see. He's you protecting. I see. He's, trying to talk. he's protecting no, him. Stop it. No, it's rude. <laughs> Don't grab someone around the uh, neck when you're going to fight him the next day. It's just rude. So I, I, I'm very excited for that. Casey, and then I'm excited for Luke Sanders to re- return. Kick off the card. Casey, can, can you throw up, Casey, can you throw up John's question, thoughts on Cute Lava, Salt and Jacoby, the stare down, so we can talk about this a little more? Are we, are we going um, to that right now? Yeah, we can go to that now. I'll just make my pick real quick. I don't see why Pierce. not. Jonathan Pierce versus Mowgli Benitez will be a lot of fun. That's going to be a banger, too. That'll be yes. good. Oh, I hated the weight though. I hated the weight Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, Trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Oh, okay. okay. We're going with yeah. Joseph Bosnia. I, I, wanted to re- I wanted to give John some some screen time, but sorry, John. Oh. No, don't worry about it. We don't care about him. It's fine. <laughs> Is Dana a hypocrite if we lose to Kobe Kutalaba? First of all, I don't... Dana first of all, hypocrite. I don't think we're going to lose that fight. And if and, and Dustin Jacoby pretty much told me what I... Dustin Jacoby pretty much told me I interviewed him. Like He knows something insane is going to happen at the face-off. Like, he was prepared for it. So I don't think any of that surprised him at all. I don't know if he expected to get... like wrapped around the neck like that but pushed him off like he was ready for it so it's it is i don't know 
Casey, what, what was AK? he going for? What, what what was he trying to set up? Is he trying to set up a pl- a clinch? Was he trying to cl- why why the back? No, why did he no. grab the back of the neck? Because because he didn't because if you shove someone, especially when uh-huh. they're dehydrated, their head goes yes. down hard and you get whiplash. Correct. We have learned this. So okay, Kudalaba is, the a, neck. is a gentleman and he grabbed the mm-hmm. neck. So it's just no. So it's it's just it's, it's like no it's chance like, of whiplash for you. No my chance of whiplash. No, no whiplash. No whiplash. Not today. No whiplash. Not today. I am a gentleman, I'm not rude. What was he? What was he going to pull him in and just talk some more trash or something? Yeah. Like what? Yeah, what was it's, like, he? it's like I hope we have a good fight. So you're thinking? So it, so you're saying uh, because Jacoby then shoved him. So Jacoby was way out of line. Jacoby's the one who's jeopardized this whole operation. Yeah, he maybe maybe it was. Maybe it was he. It was Jacoby that was the savage. And where's Dana White in the situation? Where is Dana <laughs> White? Savage. Where is Dana White? Uh, in the only reason. Yeah, uh, the security Sean team Connery. ready to go. Thank goodness. Uh, he clearly wasn't ready because uh, Sean mentioned. Do you think this is karma for, for, uh, uh, and also as Joseph kind of mentioned here, uh, Sean Shelby being thrown under the bus in this situation? For anyone who didn't who didn't see that, uh, yeah, that Dana was asked about it and said, I don't know. You know, Sean's Sean's uh, got to be quicker on that. Some, something to that effect. And uh, Dana was super slow as Kuzlaba clearly approached uh, <laughs> approached Jacoby. So I think there's a chance that Sean Shelby told him to do that. If we're being honest, if we want to go down the down the rabbit hole here, <laughs> this, this is not. I don't believe in karma because I don't believe in karma or jinxes or whatever superstitions. So there has to be a reason why this happened. I think Shelby said, "I got future matchups for you, buddy." But let me tell you something. You just play a little, we got a little joke, got a little joke for our buddy Dana here, and it also goes with Casey's theory why he didn't do a shove and why he went for like just a grab instead, uh, just to kind of send send Dana a message, and it kind of went out of control. So, very strange and stupid scene. <laughs> Man, <laughs> what's, what's wrong with you? On, <laughs> I think I Kanye know. East. I think Jose. I, I mean, know. Jose said he's rude. So there you go. He's just a rude. He is, he, Who's ruder? ruder. Who is is he ruder than Jeremy Stevens? I would say Jeremy Stevens is much more rude. Who's the rude? Who's more savage, Kate? Who's more savage, Casey? Savage. (laughs) Who's more savage, Jeremy Stevens? Yeah, with Jeremy Stevens, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Oh man, Yuan loses. This is what Yuan does. Yuan loses. Yeah, probably. He gets cut. Why? Why? Because he's not Jeremy Stevens. He's lost. Because he's I'm lost saying, three of four. Yeah. Jeremy Stevens is yeah. the most losses ever in the UFC. And like no one, like, there's no chance. Casey. Oh, yeah. My God, savage. That's the word. <laughs> he's a savage, though. He's a savage, though. Uh, this is just, what are we doing? I don't know. It's 205, so he might not. <laughs> Kudalov is not getting cut. Mm. Is it do or die for Anna Marcos? It has to be, right? Oh, isn't she this already? This is like the most do or die situation we've seen in a long time. Like, there's no way she can. There's no way they can keep her after if she loses again tomorrow, right? Like, you thought she was done, AK. We, we talked about this on on to the next one. You thought she was done after the last fight, and they brought her back. Yeah. Did I one. say that? You did. I, I, you thought it was I, like cold hearted. Yeah, you tapes. thought it was crazy for booking her. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I thought it was crazy for trying to book her into another fight. But yeah, uh, do, I, do, I, do you do you, yeah? Stewart die right. She, 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 you know, her last fight was on short notice. So, uh, sorry, she did them a favor by stepping in on short notice. So I should have known that they would give, they would give her another shot. But yeah, no, this is a yeah easy question to answer. Yes. I don't know if you guys have any other thoughts, how she could uh, outside, outside of how she could lose and still keep her spot in the roster. She'll be under 500. Her last three losses were dominant losses. Before that, she split decision with Yoder and a dominating loss against, uh, Claudia Gadele. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, 
good for Randa staying in the UFC, but I'm I'm shocked. But um, here we are. Yeah, she ain't getting easy anything easy. That's for damn sure. Are there any under five hundred? Are there any under five hundred fighters record wise in the UFC? Jeremy Stevens. Well, no, he's well, he, he's lost. Is he at five hundred? No, no, I think he, he's he, below. He, he, had like, he had like plenty of. I kind of... Do, let me let me check that out real quick. Jeremy Stevens is under five. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. uh, Tim Elliott would be another one. Wait, their their records are actually under. Are we talking about the total record? No, to, total We're record. Career record. Oh, to- record. oh, okay, okay. Total record. Right. There's a lot of fighters with under 500 in the UFC. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, because Rand, so Randa came into the UFC at four and one. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. She was part of the inaugural That's- class. Yep. Yep. She had crazy run of of uh, losses. Uh, sorry, lo- alternating wins and losses where you could you could set your watch to whether she was going to win or lose based on uh, how her last how her last uh, belt went. But uh, no, now she's hit that rough patch. Yeah, this will be forced losses. She's had a run. She's had a good run with the UFC. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll see her fight somewhere else. But yeah, this it is do or die. It is it is due time. All right. Yeah. Pinero's uh, UFC debut. It's, it's it's an interesting fight. I've, I'm I've been looking forward to seeing Pinero get in there. So that should be fun. What, 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 I don't know very much about Pinero. She had a really good. She had a, like a first round finish on the Contender Series. Brazilian fighter. She's got six wins in a row. She's she's good, man. Okay. I'm trying to remember who she beat on the Contender Series. I got to look that up. Zoila Frosto's Frost, no. sister. Yep. Zoila Zoila Frosto's sister. Yeah, she's been, been and brave. Oh, she's got okay. like nothing, she, nothing but finishes. Oh, like she, oh, she beat the uh, Stephanie Frosto. Okay, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. From Facebook. I see Strickland dominating Jocko. What do you think? I will say this, okay? If Because I have a feeling we'll, we may get this question at some point. Like, what's if we're talking betting perspective, like who's a live underdog? I think Christoph Jocko is a very live underdog in this fight. Plus, he's a plus. He's a plus two forty five underdog in this fight. That's Ooh. insane. And I'm not taking. Yeah, that is insane. And that's 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 the biggest reason why I think Jocko is is a live dog because that that line seems a little outrageous to me. Like I, John I Strickland agree. should be the favorite in this fight, but like nearly a three to one favorite. That's on a, a little on a guy in a crazy. three fight winning streak in the UFC too. Not even just like a guy getting who coming off a loss. He's Jocko's on a three fight winning streak, and he's still a giant, giant underdog. Yeah, and Christoph Jocko can can strike, man. He can bang. His footwork is really good. The problem, like the the one thing he's gonna have to deal with, is Sean Strickland just pushes forward and throws a ton of volume. So for Christoph Jocko to win this fight, it's gonna be, it's gonna have to unfortunately like not be the most aesthetically pleasing middleweight fight of all time. He's going to have to slow things down. Maybe put him up against the fence and just slow down the action as much as possible. Cause he doesn't want to get into a volume striking battle with Sean Strickland. Cause he won't win that. But Jocko's very good at slowing guys down. Like look at what happened in the Eric Anders fight. Eric Anders, is the guy that just comes after you and looks to take your head off. And Jocko is able to slow him down and slowly wear him down throughout the course of that fight. So, Jocko's good, man. He's got that confidence, got a little bit of swagger on him. Strickland obviously is in a really good place since coming back. It's a really good fight. I think that betting line is outrageous. Outrageous. Oh, do I? Hmm. That's a that's a weird that's one. I, that, that's 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 shocking. Strickland's that's a, Strickland's all his last two fights were middleweight. Before that, it was pretty much all welterweight, right? 
Yeah. Like he's lost all, where, yeah. what? Dos Santos mm-hmm. and Usman, and that's about it. Oh, Ponzinibbio, maybe, if I remember correctly. And then other than that, like he's been cooking people. Like he smoked up. Oh, we didn't smoke. That was like a kind of a boring fight against Tom Breeze, if I remember correctly. But uh, that Eric Anders Jocko fight was weird because Eric Anders' coach, I remember because I was at Jacksonville, so I could hear everything he was saying. Eric Anders' corner did not do him any favors. Like that was like, no. They were telling him things like, oh, just get up. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> if it's that easy. <laughs> Like Eric Anders' corner, that was the Walt Harris corner, like that fight card too. I think if I remember correctly, so they both have the same coach, and neither really did their fighters any favors. But uh, yeah, Jocko, what well, didn't Jocko have like a five fight win streak at one point in the UFC? Then he ran into, then he lost like a really close fight to David Branch, and like it was that that was David Branch's like first fight back after his World Series of Fighting run. Yeah, I mean he trying to to go back and okay, so. He won his first five. He won. He lost his. He won second, his UFC right? debut. He's, lost his second fight. Then he won five in a row, and then he lost the split to Branch, and he got knocked out twice. He got knocked out by Uriah Hall. And by the way, the Uriah Hall knockout, Jocko was looking real good in that fight. He was really good. Uriah Hall up until he got. If anyone out. wants a really good like headline or social clip or YouTube stuff, just ask Christoph Jocko about Uriah Hall, and he'll just talk for about ten minutes. Because he wants that fight bad. He wants that rematch bad. Yeah. And then Brad Tavares uh, finished him too. But then, but after that, he's won. He hasn't lost since then. Yeah. Topology that was the, 88, 88% picking Strickland. So it's almost worse than the, it's almost right. heavier than plus 200, plus 240. Uh, 61% saying Strickland by KO, KO, TKO. Wow. I, listen, Brad I'm Tavares. picking Strickland. I'm picking Strickland to win. If he had won, he would have fought Adesanya because Tavares won and then fought Adesanya. That was they were all on that Glendale Arizona card, right? And then no one saw the Uriah Hall knockout because it was the same day as Canelo Triple G. So no one even knows that happened. That's right. I'm I'm Uh, leaning Strickland, but this is a close fight. Sorry, Mike. We have a couple of commenters coming in. Uh, oh, sorry. It's one commenter. It's, uh, we'll call this Alex Weber. We'll call him Smart Alex because I'm certainly not. Uh, says Sor- Sarah Morris was 6-7 and seven when she got cut. So she was okay. briefly below 500 uh, overall uh, before getting cut. And Rachel Ostovich, he says, was 4-6 and six when she got cut. And she was actually 4-5 and five right. going into her last fight. So she, she actually got a fight right. as an under 500 fighter. So thank you, uh, Alex Weber. Uh, yeah, so a couple of, uh, a couple of the women's fighters. Uh, dropping below that 500 mark and technically still employed by the UFC, but uh, both recently uh, recently cut. And I'm picking Jocko by heel hook on Strickland solely because Strickland said that yeah. heel hooks are the coward's way out. Strickland was also the one. After, <laughs> I was like, what? After... Te- break, tearing off someone's ankle is a coward way out? Like, you crazy, man. Just fight, Strickland bro. also, remember after he beat Brandon Allen, had that real awkward interview with Bisbing where he's like, hey, Bisbing, we're 1-0 against you, dating back to 1776. And Bisbing was like, yeah, all right, guy. And then he just continued on with his <laughs> interview. <laughs> oh, I like this fight, too. though. I really like this fight. It's a good one. It's a fight. As, as it is a says, fight. It is a fight. That cannot. That cannot be. <laughs> Certainly denied. a fight. Cannot be denied. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, won't hear, um, I won't hear otherwise. All right. We'll take a couple more. Yeah. We had a couple of hiccups. Luana Carolino is one twenty-eight and a half for her fight with Pollyanna Botelho. Gabriel Benitez is one fifty and a half for his fight with Jonathan Pierce. Thoughts? Sappens. It sucks. 
It sucks. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's rough. I'm more concerned about Benitez because he yeah, was but, coming down. You know, he took a couple of fights at 155, which I thought was a good move for him. I was like, okay, yeah. Like, and he, he went one and one. It's not like he looked bad at 155. Um, I guess if he feels, I, I understand he probably did it because, you know, it was during the pandemic. So he just didn't want to cut the weight. Uh, but I had kind of hoped he would just stay up there. So uh, it raised my eyebrow a little bit when he was going, going back down. I didn't think he would necessarily miss by this much. So this is a really bad sign. Again, you will, I'm sure we hear the story after there, there could be an illness involved. There could be an injury. There's a lot of reasons guys miss weight. You know, I don't, I don't like to uh, judge right away uh, and say it was like negligence or bad dieting, whatever you want to, you know, whatever um, reasons you want to slam a fighter for missing weight, but it's a really bad look, uh, four and a half pounds over the um, non-title fight limit. So uh, that sucks. And, and we mentioned before, this is one of the fights we're definitely looking forward to. Uh, it just kind of, ha- it's unfortunate it's happening at a catch weight as opposed to an actual featherweight fight. Does that yeah. change your uh, your pick for, for either of those fights? I don't think I have a pick for that fight. Oh, for either of those fights? Uh, no, I would go Batelio anyway. Um, yeah, so go Wait, miss or not. Mm-hmm. But no, and, I, and I'm still going Pierce. I'm going Pierce over Benitez as well. So. I, didn't, I didn't see the Benitez weigh-in. Did he weigh in at the beginning of the weigh-in or toward the end? If he yes. waited, at the, if he waited at the beginning, if he waited in early, then I still favor him. If he came at the two-hour yeah. mark and still came in five pounds over or whatever, then he's definitely losing. No, no, he came in super early. He did yeah, came in? just came in early. Oh, he, play, he, he, played, the, play, he, he played the game then. He's playing the game then. Yeah, he's playing the game. Yeah, it's kind of sneaky. Don't like that. Mm. Don't like that. Yeah, doesn't show. I was picking Benitez anyways. Um, the mm-hmm. the dude just kicks so hard, and Pierce is a is a good prospect. He looked great in his last fight. Um, I like Patelio if she takes this fight to the ground. If she stands there and tries to, she likes to stand there and bang. Even though she's got paths to victory outside of that, she likes to get in there and slug it out. Carolina, good Muay Thai fighter in her own right. If it's a standing battle. Carolina could could pull off an upset here, but Vitalia just sticks to her bread and butter and gets his fight to the ground. She should win this pretty handily. Mike, is Pierce the one that Joe Lozon just ate in Boston? Yes. Looks like he had never yes. fought in before. <laughs> yes. So it happens when you fight Joe Lozon in Boston. He does that to anybody. Yeah, on, it was like his juicy debut too, right? Like Joe Lozon just wanted to fight on the card, and they're like, you want to fight this guy? He's like, okay. Did he twist oh. his arms every which way? Like, did he get him in a weird? I mean, is this the fight he got him? Like, he in a weird did. He got him in this weird. Started oh beating on him. It was, yeah, and started beating on him. It, yeah, I'm pretty sure it looked like if I fought Jolos on that night, it didn't look good <laughs> right. It was ugly. Now, now I wish I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, he, Pierce made the drop, and here we are. Yeah. Um. So yeah, a few more questions before we wrap this up. Um. We're going, we're going to go off the card a bit because it's in the news. But let's do it. Yes. Thoughts on Diego Sanchez's release from the UFC. The last 24 hours have been depressing since the news broke. Okay. So cheap plug. I don't think anybody has dove into this story more than our own Steven Morocco. He put Mm -hmm. out this morning, a like full on timeline of like the last several weeks of what led to this release, this departure and all this stuff. So I highly recommend you go back and look at that because there are some things that have been reported that are accurate, but diving deep into this whole thing, Steven did an incredible job, even got like audio recordings and stuff like that, that he was able to transcribe and put out there. Like it's a pretty wild scene, but just overall, Jose, 
Diego Sanchez released from the UFC. I can't say I'm ultimately surprised by this. I mean, I think this is his last fight anyways. So it's, I mean, mm-hmm. he, he would have fought and been done anyway. So I don't think it's, it's a bad thing. Apparently he's gotten, he got paid his win show and promotional compliance money. So I think all is well that, that ends well. I think both guys are probably happy to be where they're at right now. The, by both guys, I mean the UFC and Diego Sanchez. Wait, wait, they paid his show and win? Yeah. For what? They're probably like, here's your money. Get out, son. Yeah, Dana White likes him. Dracar Close gets his head snapped off on no, Okay. okay. That's what reports are saying. I haven't confirmed any of this. Okay. That's what reports are saying. Uh, Whatever makes him happy. If he doesn't want to be in the UFC, then he should. And the UFC is like, Sayonara, here's all your money. Uh, and he wants to go box Oscar De La Hoya or get in bare knuckle boxing or fight in one or Bellator, whatever, whatever makes Diego Sanchez happy. Like is his mentor guru, a weird guy. He's a very weird guy. I've also never interacted with the man personally. So I think it would be uh, a disservice to, to him to just react based on some bunch of weird, goofy videos that I've seen. Is he weird? A hundred percent. I just don't have a personal opinion on the man. He's never affected my life. He's affected Diego Sanchez's apparently, but at the end of the day, whatever gets Diego Sanchez paid and whatever makes him happy, I am all for. So that's all I care about. Well, he's a great coach because he just got his win. He's got he's just got his win bonus for not even get, going to the octagon. That's very impressive. <laughs> so take that. Uh, listen, Wait, so why, mistake. why did the is, UFC officially release is, them though? Is it medical reasons or just because he wanted out? Well, the UFC's, you know, you asked, the UFC's yeah. part yeah. seems to be MMA fighting dumb and read the article and didn't you. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to pull a Randy Brown. Need better internet. Need, no, one heard, no one heard any of that. <laughs> uh, he was saying, go to MMAfighting.com and read the story. But, uh, but I will say for anyone who, who who's, you know, some people may have read it and not quite uh, and uh, not quite understood necessarily what happened. And I don't blame them because actually there is a bit of, he yeah. said, he said, both sides kind of giving their, like a somewhat fair side of the story. Um, but I, I believe UFC side would be, if I was speaking, if I was doing the, uh, what's that last, what's that, what's that segment called, Mike, that, that we did that, that I flubbed on the, uh, between the links? <laughs> what's, what, what, do you what, what am I thinking? That? What, am I, what am I thinking? If I was doing what I'm thinking and I was Hunter Campbell, what I'm thinking is, uh, we want to get out of the Diego Sanchez business. So what we're bringing up is we need Diego Sanchez's assurance that he can fight, that he's not suffering ill medical effects, but obviously, and this is Diego's lawyer talking now, how can Diego be the one to diagnose that? Isn't that what your tests and all your medical clearance things are supposed to do? So that never really got resolved. And that lack of resolution was enough for the UFC side to go like, well, if we can't give us a definitive answer, then we then we 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 enact this clause. Also, anytime a fighter comes off a loss, they can cut someone, so it doesn't really matter. Um, this is just uh, sort of again, uh, you know, altering the narrative, right? And um, that make no mistake, that money, that's not the UFC doing the right thing. That's go away money. That's go away. Uh, we want everyone to know. Yeah, we want everyone to know that you got paid. We did your. They did this to Leslie Smith too. They did this to Leslie Smith too. Leslie mm-hmm. Smith will tell you she got her full show money and her uh, whatever she was owed in that last fight and then was told now get the hell out of here <laughs> don't, don't talk to our fighters stop this leave us alone so this is i'm glad like we said i'm glad diego sanchez got paid 
I hope none of it goes that that uh, that guy Fabia. <laughs> I'm sure it will. And uh, but otherwise, telling him to go away. Agreed. I'm so confused. So that video of them in the fighter and the the talent media room, yes. yeah. So so yes. that was obviously from a few months ago because they were wearing the Reebok. Gear. It's, it's seven, it's seven months ago. Seven months ago. And you wait, who released it? Did it? So Bonner Diego released it. And, uh, no, it is Diego on Diego Sanchez's it. Instagram right now. You can find the whole video. It's a 20, about 20 minutes long in total. You can watch the whole thing. It starts off just with Diego in the fighter meeting. And then at the end of the, it's two parts. And then the end of the first part, then the Fabia part, uh, that was a lot of people have seen circling on Twitter that comes up and there's even, and then the next clip is almost all Fabia and, uh, and, and, uh, talking to Megan Levy and Paul Felder and John Anik. It, it, it is, it is what, it is what has ha- happened the entire time on fight Island. Cause remember he confronted Matt Sarah. With Matt yes. Sarah on his podcast. I know John Morgan of MMA Junkie talked about Fabia on his podcast and Fabia confronted him. So it's just what's been happening. Like if he hears one negative thing about himself, he freaks out and throws a tantrum at someone. So it's been happening to everyone that talks about him. He'll probably talk sure. to one of us if he gets our contact number. <laughs> was it was he was he calling AK on the landline? Was that him? That was uh, yeah, that was Josh Fabia. I and, I and and you know and I told him to f off so I could do the show. So I may have lost my Fabia interview because you guys, but I don't regret it. Uh, I don't regret it one bit. I don't regret it. Big 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 mistake. Big mistake. We got to get that guy. We got to get that guy out of uh, out of him. Though, uh, though our old pal Aaron Holmes suggested. Go ahead, Jose. Let's not forget Stefan Bonner was the one filming the whole thing too. Yes, like the, of course. the whole video. Of course. That was Bonner. So, like, of course, Stefan Bonner, the one that is yelling at people wearing masks in a gym and <laughs> having some pretty horrendous DUIs, is going to be the voice of reason. Apparently, uh, all those yeah. sheep. They also recorded. If you if you watch the video, there's like a, a brief conversation with I think John Anik in like a hallway after, yep. and I think they were trying to record him like without him knowing because they kind of put the phone down but i mean obviously they john Anik's yeah. the most dipl- he's the most diplomatic guy of that group so he didn't say anything he's like i respect if anything he was probably too deferential he's like oh, i respect you guys but whatever he was just saying whatever to get them get those guys the hell out of there and to and to just leave, uh, to defuse the situation which is just absurd but uh our own uh ariel helwani uh our pal i should say our own our old pal ariel helwani said um uh <laughs> he was responding to me to tweet he's like how about jake paul versus fabia and i was like why would you even say it why would you even say it? he did it? He did it. My kick. And now I'm saying my kick. It was AK. <sighs> I'm it was AK. I, it wasn't me. It was him. I'm so sorry. This guy I'm did so, it. I'm so so sorry. This guy. I'm sorry. That's all I can say. I have no defense. I have no defense for bringing it up. We're we in an hour and six minutes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good I'm job. Sorry. I apologize. Uh, oh, I man. think. All right. Do we have anything else? One more question. Oh, where do you begin? Where, where do you begin? Where do you begin? So many reasons. Our resident troll, Prince Vegeta-san. Uh, we'll have to Mike, think about it. We'll, we'll have to think about that read, one. You want to read that out, Mike? <laughs> we read it for our no. podcasters. <laughs> no, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying his name. Okay. I'm not doing it. Well. Okay, a couple more, a couple more quick ones. That's on Elon Musk saying that they have the technology oh. to create a real Jurassic Park. <laughs> Dr. Alan Grant, you how about this? <laughs> Getting him out of retirement. Jose, got any opinions? Elon Musk can kick rocks. That's all I have to say. <laughs> don't watch him. And I don't. I shouldn't even say where he's going to show. I don't even want to advertise it. Just 
Matt, Matt, yes, Matt, 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 Matt TV? Matt TV? Matt TV, that's right. If someone starts off sentences with, oh, I just saw on Joe Rogan's podcast, or Elon Musk said, then you're not my friend. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry, Doc. <laughs> Elon Musk. That's real. Wait, did Elon, did that's Elon, real. Dr. Grant, did ask Mr. Musk, did he actually watch or read the book? Because I'm pretty sure that the first half of the book is nice, but the second half, no, I don't know. My, <laughs> I'm not sure he's ever read any books, if we're honest. If you ask me over under how many books has Elon Musk read, 0.5, I'd go under. All right. Oh, we didn't talk about this real quick. This is a good one to end on. Ah, question for Jose. Has Yuri's antenna grown on you? In my opinion, it looks badass. Well, respect to John Deegan for spelling my name correctly. Um, I don't have a problem with Yuri's antenna. It was weird when I saw it, but like, it's still weird. I don't dislike it. If anything, I love weird stuff. Like, <laughs> the weird, like, dude, next time come out with five antennas and I'm, I'd be all about it. Like, whatever sets you, whatever sets you apart. Is it weird? 100%. Should it be inside the octagon? 100%. What, the weirder, the better in terms of fighting. Whatever gets Who's us gonna to do we're it. talking about it. We're talking about it. Who's going to have five antennas? That's what I want to see. You will definitely mm-hmm. be talked about on this show. Mm-hmm. Come back with a direct TV dish on your head. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Like we're talking about Jerry Prohaska's hair. AK Lee uh, is an no, amateur MMA no. record. No, John Daniel, but I was not the one slandering Cub Swanson. So thus, I do not need. I'm Team Cub. All right, I'm I'm currying favor with Cub Swanson my own way. All right, I don't need to be. There's only one of us who was slandering the, the good name. Here's the Swanson. amount of I was not slandering of, him. The amount of <laughs> like when when Cub Swanson tweeted like, "Oh, MMA media, it's three fights." Like the amount of journalists that I saw responding to that was yeah. alarming. Like, yeah, <laughs> stop it. Debated, debated. He got them. Like, stop them. it. I, 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 I didn't respond, but I didn't like see you, it like, 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 I, I, like, we understand you have Twitter and you want people to see you tweet at a fighter and we want you to see that. Oh, I'll train with you. Like, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> we know what you're trying to do. You don't care. You just want people to see you. Like, it was so disappointing the number of, my, of our fellow media members that responded to that. Like, move along. <laughs> Oh, I would love to go down and train with Cub. <laughs> so would I, but I'm not going to be like, look Whoa. at me, I'm tweeting at a fighter doing this. Like, come on. <laughs> I would love to I would love to go to the moon. I'm not tweeting at Neil Armstrong every day like so people <laughs> can see me cuz again, no 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 one cared. No one is willing to do it. They just go, "Look, I'm tweeting at Cub Swanson or, "Hey, I have an opinion. I'm tweeting at Cub Swanson." Stop it. Stop it. Oh, Cub Swanson yeah, needs you- to write a 5,000-word <laughs> article just like me. Like, come on. Like, we get it. You write a lot. Move on. Casey, where's yeah, the... You can't, uh, you, you, you can't go with Neil Armstrong unless you have three flights to the moon. Well, I, 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 I didn't realize Jose was done. I thought... We, we, <laughs> that was epic, though. It was, yeah, it, it yeah, was it's, disappointing it's, to see. It's like, it's like oh, you can't, you can't critique a movie if you haven't directed three short films or something. It's like, no, it's, it's not, that's not how critiques work. Well, it's, it's like, not even like if Cub Swanson has that opinion, that's fine. But I'm saying most people i saw responding to it they aren't they just they're just using that using cubs tweet as a platform to push their own stuff or like look at me look at me look at me nonsense internet clout is nonsense you don't need to respond to every tweet no i'm putting my kids through college the internet clout oh is that how it works in canada 
I'll sprinkle a little clout your way when I, you know, I'm over, uh, hopefully someday I'm overflowing with clout, Jose. I'll gladly share some with you. Maybe then you can buy a good t-shirt. Gentlemen, gentlemen. Jeez. What, why? Why? That's how you know Jose lost. That's how you, when it it comes down to that, that's how you know Jose lost. What did I lose? What did I lose? Is this a competition? He lost this this whole philosophical discussion. (laughs) All right, Bill Maurer. I know. You didn't even, you didn't even know you were competing. That was your first mistake. Right, 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 right. That was your first mistake. All right. Well, the music's playing. You know what that means. Means we're out of time. Thank you all for watching and or listening. Happy birthday, AK. Are you a million years old today? Uh, How old is AK today? How old is AK? It's not my birthday, and it's never my birthday. All right. So I'm the same age as I was yesterday and the day before that. Everyone wish AK a happy 43rd birthday. Duval! (laughs) Duval! Shout out to Duval and the new quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. All right? Shout out to Duval. Hey, AK, um, that gift is a little gift card in there. So if you don't like it, if it's the wrong size, you can return it and everything. So everything's good for your birthday. So... It's good. Oh, by so, the way, an edible arrangement. We, no, yo, can oh, we end this? Oh, oh, can we hold, end on, this hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, breaking news: oh, Jonathan break, Pierce go, go out of the fight against Benitez. He yeah. said no. Whoa! Said, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Really? Damn. Yeah, Jonathan hey. Pierce says he said no good. to overweight Benitez. Good. Good for you, wow. Jonathan Pierce. I think the last person to do that was maybe Leslie Smith, and that went great for her. Mm-hmm. JSP. <laughs> JSP, JSP. Wow. <laughs> Happy birthday, everybody. Oh, Happy birthday. Happy, Happy birthday. 43rd birthday, AK. Right. Right. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. <laughs> Godspeed. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to 1500 bucks if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the phone? (laughs) No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.